what is that keeps people going even in the worst times and in the most challenging phase of their life well do you want to know come join me in this episode hey there i am ishani nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast i realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's so after failing thousand times i'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what i do the best entertain and educate through podcasting digital content creation and thought leadership on this podcast i uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them and if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same then i'm up for a chat on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in but for now if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems then what are you waiting for let's get started welcome on my first step ever It is so exciting to chat with amazing people who have made it big in their life. But it is not just that they are trying to help themselves achieve their goals, but with that they are also impacting million lives. So today I'm so excited to welcome an amazing personality to my first ever podcast all the way from Adelaide, Australia. Mustafa Kadir. Hi, Mustafa. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute privilege to be here. I am super excited and I think I'm already getting very good vibes from you. So I'm, I think it's going to be a very interesting session with lots of laughter and lots of insight for our viewers and listeners. Before we move into it, let me introduce you to Mustafa. He is the Managing Director of Best Grow Internships. He's a passionate talent placement specialist dedicated to increasing student employability in Australia and i think that is an essential job and an amazing thing that you're doing being an international former international student being in australia i would say this is something very much needed and your job is to provide career coaching resume coaching linkedin coaching interview advice and sourcing placements opportunities for aspiring students that is amazing and i think we really need these kind of workshops or streamlined well guided places where we can go to and really you know make the most of our time so thank you for doing that and i also see that you're very interested in keeping in touch with ceos managing directors and senior managers so that you can gain unique insights into the needs of the industry and pass it on to our young guns so you have backed your knowledge uh, with great people surrounding you and before we know that what exactly is this grow and the internship everything about i think what we are most interested is interested in is who you are and what did you have to do to get where you are today so let me just start with asking you the first question what were the circumstances while you were growing up were they conducive for you were they not if yes how did you cope up with that if not how did you cope up with that i've had an interesting childhood so from a young age we were actually refugees so being a refugee this was around in the, in the early 90s it was not easy so nowadays you know if someone wants to become a refugee they get on a plane 
they'll fly to this, you know, safe, safer country. They'll go to the United Nations. They'll apply for, uh, you know, a, a, a refugee status, if you like. Um, unfortunately, with us, it was it was rather difficult journey because I was born in Iraq, northern Iraq, and um, you know we've already you know my parents have already gone through a lot of trauma with the, with the wars um, that was happening there. But when we escaped to, 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 to you know we escaped to Turkey and we actually had to walk through these mountains and it was um, it was rather difficult. I mean I, I don't remember a lot because I was very young at the time, as you can imagine. But it certainly was not an easy journey. My parents were rather successful. They both had degrees. My dad was a mechanical engineer. Mom was a school principal with a background or a specialization in mathematics. I always wondered, you know, you know, because I never used to like numbers. And then I always wondered, why don't I like numbers? Even though my mom was a mathematics teacher. And it's not until I did my finance and, and economic subjects at, as part of my MBA did I realise, did the passion actually come out? <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. That, that, that's really interesting. And I think you had, you really had a very, very different childhood, I would say. Just going back in those days, is there anything you feel like you have developed from those times that you still are able to, you know, you utilise in your day-to-day -day life? Yeah, look, I definitely had the curiosity. So after we were granted the refugee status in Turkey, we were um, basically, we migrated to Australia. This was sort of late 1993 90, or 1994. And from my early sort of childhood days, I remember, you know, I was in, I think, year four or five in primary school. So I did my primary school education here. I always had curiosity for electronics. I had curiosity for computers, how things worked. And I loved, I loved to have attention sort of to detail. and but that curiosity kind of followed through and my passion for how things work uh, made me pursue a career in IT. That's interesting. I think what we are trying to get into now is really understanding your journey because a, this is a very current hot topic, being a refugee slash being an immigrant, coming to a different country and then dealing with a different culture, different people, and then dealing with your own emotions. So, Mustafa, let's just go back to that time when you were just come over here, you were meeting with different people. Did you have any sort of negative emotions running through your head? And if yes, if you could just maybe take us through one incident that was really, really, you know, pressing for you, and but you sort of got through it or maybe learned something from it. During childhood, because there's, there's different, actually, as a refugee, unfortunately, you, you go through a lot of sad points in your life. So, I mean, I've had sad points in my life, you know, as, you know, growing up as a young kid, as a young refugee, you, you lose your friends, you know, you, you know, when you migrate, yeah, you, you have a tendency to not sort of grow up with, you know, your childhood friends that you loved and, and you know, with moving, you know, not one country, but living in three countries before the age of 10 is particularly challenging. So that's, that's one aspect, you know, at that time, there wasn't a lot of us, like we were the second um, Turkmen, Iraqi Turkmen family in, wow. in or actually no, sorry, the first Turkmen family in Adelaide. There was a there was an ind an individual who was Turkmen, but he he didn't quite have a family. We were the first family, the Turkmen family, to arrive in uh, in Adelaide, and so the, the Turkmen. So we can't we're, we're born in Iraq, but we're a minority. Uh, our language is very similar to, to Turkish. Um, we are actually our descendants. We descend sort of from the Turkish culture. Interesting. Um, but, but we are a minority, and so. But, but, you know, 
you, you didn't have a lot of people to deal with. So um, growing up the first three months, I couldn't speak English. All I knew was yes, no. Knowing, you know, and there was no one from my cultural background who can speak my language. So growing up was, was a challenge, you could say. That was very, yeah, I, I still, I'm just remembering those days. Um, I get emotional, you know, because um, it wasn't an easy ride. Yeah, Mustafa, thank you so much, firstly, for sharing that, because I think it's a very personal space that we are maybe talking about. But I would also like to let you know that you're really doing a great favor discussing this right now, because there's so many youngsters out there who have left their home for a better future, for a life that they want. And they have also left behind a lot of important things, important people, a lifestyle that they had for such people who are listening to us today, really striving to achieve their goals in different countries, would you have any one, you know, advice for them from your experience, you know, that why they should continue doing this, even though you face so many challenges? Absolutely. Don't give up. Whatever you do, do not give up. If it wasn't for those circumstances that I grew up in um, and the challenges that I faced, because that was my early childhood, when I grew up, my teenage years or my early adulthood years, if you like, was faced with a lot of other challenges where, you know, I couldn't get a job. I had the qualifications. I thought getting a degree, getting a diploma was the answer. I was shocked to find that I'd spent all that money and then I couldn't get a job. And I, and I, could, I could not sort of figure out the pieces of the puzzle as to why it's not clicking, it's not working. But the number one thing that you have to remember is do not give up. This is all part of the learning process. You've got to make mistakes. You've got to go through failures. You've got to go through, you know, falling kind of flat on your face. When you get up, just remember that you're going to become a stronger version of yourself because you've conquered something that many people haven't. But, but you know, and, and that actually makes you understand, truly, truly understand the meaning of the word grit, the meaning of the word resilience, the meaning of the word patience, not giving up. I mean, we say don't give up, but what does it truly mean? You've got to experience it to understand it. Absolutely. I think what you're discussing right now is something I can totally relate with. And everyone who's listening to us and people, even people who have not migrated or even they're in their own country, I think these are some kind of challenges that all of us face at some point in time. And what a beautiful lesson that over here you have shared that do not give up because it is ultimately, it, it, for a lot of time, it doesn't make sense at that point in time with what's happening. And it could be for a very prolonged period, as you just mentioned, Mustafa. And I'm happy that we have an example in you, a successful example, because be before you got the success, you have gone through n number of steps that you have taken, n number of failures that you have faced, but then you have kept going. And this is one really important aspect that you have to just keep going. You can take a break in between, but you cannot give up because that's why you started. So I think that's amazing. And you mentioned something very interesting while you was, you know, sharing that with us is that after applying at multiple places and spending so much of money, you did not end up with the job that you were looking for for a very long time. So a very common scenario, but still very difficult for each one of us to deal with in our own ways. How did you go about that in those 
times, you know, when you were really not getting, you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel at that point yeah. in time. So look, I, I, I I'll tell you the mistakes that I tried or assumed would work and didn't. One of them was changing my name. I thought if I changed my name from Mustafa to Michael on my resume, that that would sort it out. So I just want to put it out there. It didn't work. Okay. Because <laughs> everyone asked me, Mustafa, should I change my name? Is that going to do the job? The reality is no. Be yourself. Okay. And probably the best advice that I've got from my mentors, both at the time um, and, and even now, and, and this is the, now the advice that I give to people, is be yourself. What I realized was when I was going into interviews, I was trying to be someone else. I was trying to basically be this perfect candidate that they're looking for. And me, what I didn't realize is me trying to be this perfect candidate didn't exist in me and didn't even exist in reality. It doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. And because it doesn't Absolutely. exist, it's a mistake for people to try to be that, you know, disfigure. You can't be. Yep. All right. But when you're yourself, you tend to be more confident. You tend to be authentic. You tend to be genuine. These are the qualities that employers are looking for. They want to know who are you as a person? Who are you really? Okay. Again, I say this. Education alone does not cut it. My mistake was I thought I just had to spend 24-7 educating myself. Did I get the technical skills? Absolutely. 110%. I had 12 industry yeah. qualifications from world-leading organizations such as wow. Microsoft, Cisco, you know, and, and, and others. And then I realized, okay, no, maybe I need a degree. I then get a, a university degree with a reputable, you know, um, you know, um, you know, university. But then I still couldn't get a job, and I was baffled. I said, "Wow, the universities are telling me that if I was to get this piece of paper, that I would get a job." But it was a lie all along. It's actually not true. Okay, I'm sorry to break it, but it's actually not true. And these employability figures that they boast about, ninety percent employability. I'm sorry, but it's all BS. Because I'll tell you why it's BS. That employability it is doesn't say to you that you've got a job within that field that you graduate with. You could be working in McDonald's and just forked out thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars for a degree for this little piece of paper. As long as you're still working at McDonald's, according to this statistic, you're 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 now employed, and that that degree got you that job. Okay, so. And I think we need to call it, call this out. I think we need more transparency from the universities because what I'm seeing is a lot of hardworking people who are getting educated, but they, know, they, they, they don't know that that's not enough. So you need people skills. And that I did not have. I didn't actually have that. I wasn't as confident as I am today. I wasn't. I couldn't communicate properly as I do today. But once I realised what I needed to develop properly, okay. And my best advice here is: if you don't know what you need to work on, get yourself a mentor. Because I can assure you, me get if I didn't get that mentor that I had in my life from early days, who, by the way, happened to be a CEO of an international company, and never underestimate who you will get as a mentor. You've got to ask. If you don't ask, you will never know. 
whether that person is going to say yes or not. And so I took that opportunity. I asked, and honestly, it was probably the best decision of my life. You know, and that person amazing. Say, and that person doesn't have to say a lot to you. You know, they may just say to you, "Look, be yourself. Be more confident. Don't stress about it. Just go in. Treat it like you know a coffee catch up. Treat it like a coffee meeting. Don't treat it like an interview." I think you've summarized that so well because when we are going to the downtime, when we are not finding jobs at all, we instantly start doubting our our own abilities more than you know what we have learned or our degrees. That's not what we are doubting. We're doubting about our own emotional intelligence, about our own personality. Maybe they don't like me. Maybe I am not cut out for this. And what amazing tips that you have given is first and very most important. I would really like to like highlight them over here, which is to be yourself and just project the way you are. Second is even though if you do have education and degree. what is really important and what mustafa is really highlighting over here is to have a practical experience which is so in your field that you really want to go ahead in and the third thing i think he mentioned is really really important to find and have a good mentor early on in life amazing mustafa i think for anyone who's really going through that period right now be it in their job be it an internship or studies or even in personal life if you're not able to achieve what you really want you really need to sit back and think that who you are what you really want why you want something and then work accordingly and have patience and keep working towards it and ask for help communicate as mustafa said communication is such an important thing so mustafa that was really interesting to you know understand your background where you came from how you really made yourself the way you are right now and we can clearly see as you mentioned that you were not what you are right now but you've really worked towards it consciously taken the efforts to be who you are right now which is also a testament for everyone that if you think that you lack something right now and you want to really polish it you want to grow it then you have the ability to do it you need to take that action and exactly how mustafa has done that in his life and he is here to share that experience a living experience and a living reality that if you can do it you will get it and so did mustafa did so mustafa is just going ahead from here coming to wisgrow internships your uh, amazing organization that you have and you're doing such an immensely amazing work that you're doing with it how did it began did you face any challenges while you started it if yes then how did you tackle that yeah so the, the story of wisgrow is really interesting because we we started in the middle of a pandemic I mean, what could possibly go wrong, <laughs> right? Awesome. <laughs> I always love a good challenge, and I think that was an interesting challenge for us. But um, at the time, I mean, I reminisced to the time that I was—I had, you know, graduated with a degree, not one degree, but actually, I've actually got two degrees, two master's degrees, uh, and it was interesting, you know. And I've got a diploma and a bunch of other qualifications. Got a whole pile of shit if you want to uh, look one day, <laughs> and. For but, sure. But, yeah, but there's a big pile. I can assure you, there's a big pile of papers, um, which I haven't had to had to use uh, very very often. But um, <laughs> what I what I've um, you know realized is that uh, not only from myself, you know, my own experience, but at the time we had the pandemic, and there was research that was released by Australian Bureau of, of Statistics that basically did that basically said. One in four of those who are who are unemployed in Australia, currently living in Australia, has a degree 
yet they're still unemployed. Over 23%, almost like 24%, basically almost 24%. And that was a striking number for me. And remembering my own experiences and my own struggles, I could see so many talented people who, you know, believe me, I, like now through the work that I do with Visgrow, I'm really privileged to see and actually help some of these talented people because they've got, some of them have got straight distinctions and high distinctions. And it baffles me as yeah. to why or how they're not getting a job, why they're not being recognised um, in Australia. I mean, I was a I was a very keen advocate a few years ago through my work at the university at one of the universities, and I remember I used to get invited to these roundtables where you had these really large multinational companies. And I'm not lying to you here, honestly. I used sometimes sometimes in these roundtables, I used to be the only advocate for international students. The rest of them would come up with with you know with just silly reasons as to why they were not taking on international students. Let me give you a statistic. This is only dating back to 2017, 18, which basically had, you've got, you know, graduate employees. There's about 250, 300 of them, large graduate employees. They're very large employees, okay? Did you know that over 80, almost 85% of them or 83% of them did not take international students? So they would advertise all wow. these graduate programs, yet you've got 83% of them yeah. are writing in their, in their requirement, you have to be an Australian citizen or permanent residence, or permanent resident. Yes. And look, I'm sure any international student that's listening to this podcast right now would be crying and saying, yes, someone finally gets it. Yes, that's my reality. But that's what it was. Now, what these employers saw was... 83% of, you know, uh, or 83% of these employers, what they saw was probably, oh, they're not talented, or they're going to be a risk to our business, or they'll have visa issues, or they had all these reasons, right? Silly reasons, honestly, because that, the game has now changed. But what I saw was talented international students, in some cases more talented than the local breed, if you like, and yet they couldn't get a job. And my job was, you know, to not just help advocate for these students and showcase them as a, as a success for the society, okay, but also truly help them understand what they need to do in order for them to excel, to, to, to excel and succeed in getting their or landing their dream job. It's not just a degree. They've got to have the people skills. They've got to have a solid resume. They've got to have a solid LinkedIn profile. You've got to be conscious of your personal brand. How do you want people to perceive you? How do you want to control that narrative that you're giving to people? And ultimately, what are the you know what do you need to do in order to be become more visible and engage and create that trust between you and industry? A lot of students, unfortunately, they don't have the answer. Now, what, what, what the reality is though, the universities are basically brainwashing them into saying that oh yeah, we'll, we'll give you all of this before they come here. So that's how they're selling the degrees. And they're, they're whacking you. They're, oh, 90% employability. Okay? Believe me, you go talk to the hundreds, if not thousands, of, of unemployed international students, they will tell you a completely different story about these universities. Look, put it to you this way, Ishan. My business would not exist, okay, if the universities did their job. 
I'm sorry, that's a reality, okay? So as long as I'm around, you should know that universities have got a long way to go. <laughs> That, that's really interesting to know, you know, where your um, reasons lie. And it definitely is a bold step to actually address the challenges, the gaps that we have. And I have faced all of them. As you were mentioning, I could relate to the time when I used to read up a lot of these information and could understand the reality behind it so it's really nice that you really sat through it and became the advocate and just did not sit there and speak about it but you took an action and that's what we are all about over here on the on this podcast we're asking each one of you to take the action that you really need the first step is always the most scariest and it involves a lot of ifs, buts. How do we go to do it? Yeah. But as Mustafa just explained us, it was not easy for him as well. Even though he was in the industry, he's he's been working, he was a professional, but he took that big step and he finally started what could help a lot of people. He had his reasons intact. So thank you so much, Mustafa, for actually taking that step. And I'm sure... I'm 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 really glad that you're doing that because when I started you know reading more about your work and the workshops that you hold which helps students understand more about the kind of jobs or opportunities that they have in Australia in Adelaide to per se that really makes a lot of difference so thank you so much it was really amazing chatting with you today knowing a bit more about you as a child where you come from what what went behind the making of Mustafa Kadir and why is he doing what is he doing there's lots to more chat about probably soon in some other episode today. Thank you so much for being here and taking us through this amazing journey of your first step and what all failures or maybe the challenges that you had to face and why you kept going on. So if I had to take a takeaway, that would be just keep moving ahead and be resilient. That will actually answer a lot of your questions. And before we take your leave, Mustafa. I always request my guest speakers to leave our listeners with their favorite quote or favorite saying. Uh, a favorite quote, which I used recently, actually, in one of my workshops, was the saying of Jeff Bezos. You know, he said, a personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. So my question to you is, what is your personal brand? And what, and how, and what narrative do you want people to take away about you when you're not in the room? Hmm. This is an interesting and intriguing question to ponder upon. I think we are ending on a very amazing note today. That is a question for you, my viewers, my listeners. What is your personal brand? If it's yet to be built, then you have a very good chance now to start it today with small steps. So thank you, Mustafa, for being on my first step ever. And as I always say, start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself see you soon the next episode hi my friends if you have reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed so why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes I love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them. So you can follow me on my Instagram handle, which is at my first step ever underscore IN. 
and subscribe to my YouTube channel for weekly video updates. And yes, if you like what I do over here, follow my first step ever on Google, Apple or Spotify and please drop your rating, my show and comment. Well, this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as I help you in your journey in taking the first step ever. Until next time, start believing in yourself. And most importantly, keep believing in yourself.